You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Now, you know, Charlie, earlier I was talking about Fast Eddie's, great place to hang out. If, if Izzy didn't have ceremonial first pitch duties, he might just be sitting at Fast Eddie's all day. Instead, he's rolling down to Bush Stadium. The Cardinals' all-time leader in saves is Jason Isringhausen. Izzy, how are you? Going on uh, in person, Howard. Absolutely. Love- no, no, no. Let's, uh, let's Having uh, some technical issues. We'll get there, Mark. What's that? We got a caller? We've got to go to a caller. We're going to check in momentarily. Jason Isringhausen, who's en route to the ballpark. Izzy, let's try that again. How are you, my man? Hey, how are you? We are doing great. What are the opening day memories for you? What what comes to mind when you start thinking about opening day? Uh, it's it's got to be the Clydesdales. I mean, getting to see how uh, – getting to be up next close to them, seeing how magnificent they are. I mean, over the years, they got to do it quite a few times and then got to bring the kids a few times with us and uh, – it's a lot of fun. I mean, um, and then always the car rides and the sea of the red and waving to everybody. Being a hometown kid, you get to see all your friends and stuff. So it's 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 a pretty special day here in St. Louis, that's for sure. I would think 2002 specifically for you at the Old Bush was real memorable because you're coming back home. You signed the deal. You get to be with the hometown team and probably had a lot of a lot of ticket requests that nobody wanted to pay for. I'm sure that was part of it. But is that one specific to you? Uh, of course, uh, you know, but. I remember it. Those are like that first one. I was so nervous. Uh, uh, I don't remember anything about that day. I don't even know if I pitched or not, to tell you the truth. And um, so it was good, but it's always a little more nerve wracking when you're when you get to come in the game on opening day because that's the last thing you want to do is uh, is uh, mess up an opening day in St. Louis. That's for sure. Izzy, it seems like fans will will go nuts early in the season. If a team is, let's say, one and five or six and one, I mean, the Cardinals right now are three and three. As a player, when do you feel like you really get a good judge of your baseball team? Is it a month or, or what? Uh, I would I would say about All Star break, in my opinion. I mean, we got uh, you know we need to get Carlos Martinez healthy and back and see where he's going to slot in in the in the in the on the pitching rotation or in the bullpen, and uh, it's going to be a huge. That's going to be almost like getting a uh, trade ship for us. It's going to make our pitching uh, staff even stronger. Uh, keeping everybody healthy, you see where you're at, you know, at the, in the middle of the year. And I think at that point, you start figuring out who's who and what's what. I was having a conversation last week with Adam Wainwright, and he said, I don't remember seeing a collection of arms where they had this kind of high heat at one time where the Cardinals have a Reyes, they have a Hicks, they have a Flaherty and a Hudson, all these guys here at the same time. You came up with the Mets, and that was a heralded group, covers Sports Illustrated. Can you think of other groups of young arms that have had this kind of power right out of the gate? Well, I mean, you know that is pretty loaded uh, with the Grom and Syndergaard and Wheeler. I can't remember our Cardinals having this kind of uh, – these caliber of arms, and then having a Ponce de Leon, a Gomber, uh, uh, a couple other guys down in the minor leagues, you know, knocking on the door. We've got uh, we've got some good depth, um, you know, if we do have a, an injury or a hiccup here and there. And so, uh, I mean, hopefully we don't have to use our depth, but if we need it, I think we have it. And Izzy, you know, you threw hard back in the day. 
for for guys that played professional baseball and, and through whatever it was, 93, 95, when, when you see a guy like Hicks, though, that last year almost touched 106, is that even crazy for you guys that have been there to see a guy that could, you know, throw 10 miles per hour harder than somebody who already throws really, really hard? Yeah, and I it's what amazes me is it's, stuff doesn't break, you know, knock on wood. I mean, these kids are throwing harder and harder. But then again, you know, they're bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, when I was young, you know, there was only usually one guy in the bullpen that, that threw really hard. Now they just run them out there one after the other. And, uh, you know, it's fun to watch, but I do believe that there's a little bit of the art of pitching is going away, uh, which is a shame. But, um, you know, like I'm saying, if one guy can't get the job done, it seems like they bring up another guy that can throw just as hard. So uh, we hope everybody stays healthy. We hope uh, Mr. Hicks learns how to get strike one a little more consistent, and if he does that, he's going to be just fine. And that was what I wanted to ask you, your advice to a young kid who's in that closing role. I'm sure a lot of it is mental. You know, A lot of it is the first strike, location. But what advice would you give Hicks? Um, well, I mean, <laughs> his – his 75% is a lot better than 100% of a lot of people. Uh, he doesn't have to throw 102, 103 every pitch. Don't be afraid to uh, back off a little bit and maybe have a little more control and then save that save that high octane for uh, two strikes up in the zone. And, um, you know, it's all about controlling the counts, especially late in the game. I mean, the most important pitch you can throw is strike one, get the hitters on their heels and make them uh, – make them defensive and it makes you that much better jason isringhausen ceremonial first pitch alongside matt morris both are on the ballot for the cardinals hall of fame you can vote for that online that uh that final decision is going to be announced in a couple of weeks you'll be alongside those red jackets uh this afternoon former teammates included in there like a jim edmonds and how much fun over the years just to see on opening day before the cardinals even had their own hall of fame you would see ozzy smith and bob gibson and lou brock and for a guy who grew up in the area, did that mean a little more to you? Well, I mean, I think it still does. I mean, I've throughout the years, I've gotten to, with all the things that we do now with the organization, getting to hang out with the Willies and the Ozzies and the, you know, the Red Langfords and all the playing with Carp and Edmonds. And and then throughout the years, you know, we just lost Red, but what a treasure he was. I got to hunt with him a lot during the off season, And uh, I was around with Stan was here and Gibby's around and Lou. It's just been it's a dream come true, you know, living in the area and growing up a Cardinals fan, being able to rub uh, elbows and, and uh, give each other a little, uh, give each other crap from time to time. It's a good time. I always have a, a good time talking with Bruce. Bruce uh, rides me pretty hard, but we all, it's all in good fun. Well, I know throwing out the ceremonial first pitch will be quite the honor, but when we get that scheduled remote where we have Kenny Wallace Charlie and I sitting in your backyard, a little summer barbecue with some beer. That will probably top opening day at Bush. I'm sorry, but it's going to be a close call, I would think. Well, I have two horses that maybe we'll bring them out and, and tie them up to the to the post there, and we'll make like their um, Clydesdales. Yeah, we'll have our pretend opening day at Izzy's. We can get that sponsored. Hey, Jason, thanks for hopping on with us. Have fun down at Bush. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. All See right. you, thanks. Jason Isringhausen, the Cardinals all-time saves leader, Izzy, checking in with us. And don't forget, the Cardinals opening day weekend begins today, but it continues all weekend against the Padres. And on Sunday, it's the Cards, Pods, and 30,000 fans, 16 and older, are going to receive that Cardinals windbreaker to add to their wardrobe, thanks to Old Dominion Freightline bringing you the windbreaker. Get those tickets at cardinals.com slash 
promotions. And Schnooks, one of our great sponsors. You can go online, schnooksdelivers.com. Let's say you're sitting back today. You don't want to miss a thing. Just go online. Have them deliver the food to you. And I believe at some point the alcohol could be delivered if Bridget Marlowe's watching the baby next week. Clip this. Don't clip this off for Chuck's mom in case she's listening. Once the baby goes to bed, it's all right, good. Right, right, right. Once the baby's have, in have bed. Have a nice beer. Download that Schnooks app. Also get your rewards points. So when you check out, you're making money, and they'll give you an update. Every time you check out at the register, you've got your money building up there with each purchase. It's part of the great service provided by our friends at Schnooks, and they, of course, sponsor our Athlete of the Week. Find them on 5downthefan.com where you can vote for the Athlete of the Week. In the house, the man, the myth, the legend, you know the voice as soon as he starts to speak. The one and only Charles Glenn is here. We won't make you sing the anthem because you've done that a few million times. But final regular season game as the Blues anthem singer is tomorrow. Yes. Are you nostalgic? Are you? Will you be emotional? Very emotional. Very emotional. I I don't know what to expect emotionally, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be pretty full. Is it always emotional when you do the anthem? I know a lot of singers. Not really. Not really. I mean. If we play like the Blackhawks, it's a different type of emotion. You get you're a little fired up, huh? Yeah, you know, it's sort of like when I'm finished, I'm coming up to row 205, and I'm going to talk to you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> How did it start, you and the Blues, that connection? There was a, uh, a young lady that worked for the Blues named Jill Hahn, um, and she called me one time, and she said, look, I know you do the anthem. There's going to be a private audition for the anthem come down to the arena just say you're invited they won't check you and uh there were about 35 people to sing the anthem to audition and then they asked um how many people know the canadian anthem raise your hand and so i raised my hand and 15 of us did and they said okay everybody else can leave so when it got to my turn to sing the mic went out so I kept singing. <laughs> and so they came and fixed the mic. I said, do you want me to sing the next song? And they said, no, we're good. I said, well, I blew the audition. <laughs> next thing they know, two days later, they called me, can you sing the opener? And what year was that? It was 2000. 2000. So mm-hmm. nearly two decades of doing yes. the anthem. I love the fact you don't need a mic is what they figured out, right? This uh, guy's fooled. got such a voice. I need, need a mic, but, yeah. you know, I fooled him. I like when they say, does anybody know the Canadian anthem? And everybody raises their hand, or some people raise their hand. <laughs> and then the next thing is, can you sing it? That's a different question, right? That is true. Yeah. That is true. Charles, it's uh, obviously every Blues fan's dream to to finally win the Stanley Cup. For you, now in your last season and tomorrow the last regular season game. But have you thought about hopefully singing it maybe another, I don't know, I'm doing the math, 10, 12 times. And in your last season, if this Blues team can go on a run, and finally win this thing. I want to sing till the summer. I really do. I want I this team is really hot right now. And uh they are on a roll. I mean even when we played Chicago, we showed them something. We got a point out of it. So I think we're on a roll. I'd like to sing till the summer. I want a ring. I want a ring. There's our slogan. I want to sing till the summer. Forget this Love Gloria it. nonsense. We got Charles Glenson. I want to sing <laughs> Till the summer, there have to. There's been other venues too. I know you're a performer, you're a musician. Yes, sir. Uh, but probably wherever you go, do people say blues guy? Hey, anthem Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. I go to the grocery store. I go 
to get my my men's clothing or I go almost anywhere. They say, oh, you're the blues guy. You're the blues guy. Can we get a selfie? Of course you can. You can, of course you can. Are, do you listen to other, whether it's Monday Night Football or a sporting event that maybe you're in attendance, do you check out the anthem and pay a little more attention than most? Are you kidding? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Because if I'm you, I'd be like, this guy sucks. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not- <laughs> no, I don't go as far as that because I don't know what they're carrying, you know. But, uh, like, when we were in the playoffs couple of years ago we would play uh san jose and i would check out their anthem singer and he used to sing for santana i said well, okay they have to step up my game <laughs> and when uh, a few years back when we played uh vancouver they had this guy mr donnelly who's an opera singer who thinks he's the best anthem singer in the world so i had to step up my game a little bit because we listen to each other we really do and I'm guessing, too, as a singer, a performer, you're singing the national anthem, and that's important, and it's it's noble. And then you also get to sing when the blues come marching in, and you get to have some fun with that as well, and you can kind of show off different singing styles. Absolutely. Absolutely. They A few years back, uh, this is when um, there's a couple other guys that were in charge of marketing. They've gone to another team now. Uh, they said, can you re-record when the blues come marching in? Because it was a tradition back at the barn. I said, sure. Uh, can you write, rewrite some lyrics? So my wife and I worked out the lyrics for the second verse. And um, for a couple of years, we would uh, sing When the Cup Comes to St. Lou. And instead of saying Pittsburgh, I would say uh, so Wiggly. You know, instead <laughs> of saying... Chicago, I'd say Joliet. You know, I would pick side cities and uh, make fans really mad. I loved it. I loved <laughs> it, you know. Well, we talk about the anthem singers in other markets. I think it's it's Nashville. It's kind of known. Like when the playoffs arrive, they go the celebrity route. They go, oh, who do we – and granted, it's Music City. They've got a ton of performing artists in that town. As a singer who does it day in and day out all through the season – that's got to rub people the wrong way. Like when they say, oh, playoff time, look out. We've got some superstars coming through. Right. Well, In the, the industry, I would think that ruffles some feathers. It does. But, you know, the thing is with the Blues, they give us a chance. They give local talent a chance. And I, I really appreciate that. I mean, we could easily say, okay, singing the anthem, Michael McDonald. Okay. I would understand because we went to the same high school. So it's got to be. We good. got a Ferguson guy here, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm not from Ferguson, but he was from Ferguson. He was you go from to McClure? Ferguson. Yeah, I went to I went to the M. To the M. To the M. To the M. McClure. That's right. And um, so, but the Blues give us a chance if we sing it through the season. When the playoffs come, they let us sing it, and I really appreciate that. All right, this is a terrible question. Charlie, you think I'm a terrible person. I know oh, you, you're, you're fine. You've fine. established that. But is there ever a night in the last 20 years where you'd say, oh, my gosh, I hope nobody noticed. I forgot a word or two, and I just kind of, like, does that ever happen? I would think when you do it that many times, there's got to be a moment like, oh. I'd probably, like, have it in my hand just in case <laughs> I f- forgot. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's you, why you're Charles Glenn. No, it did happen. Um I, we were my wife and I were going to the game, and this was the first time we played. Um, we played Toronto, 
And I said, I know the Canadian anthem, and I, I forgot. So I said, oh, Canada, oh, Canada. I looked at my wife. She said, I can't help you. <laughs> so I get on the ice, and I'm like, oh, Canada, oh, Canada. It came to me. Bang. Every word came to me. All right? So then they said, now singing the national anthem for the United States. And, I, and you see the jumbotron, and my face was like, oh, yeah, right. I forgot the words for like three seconds, you know. And, Charles, I was reading the article on blues.com, and it was uh, talking about what you do to prepare. So voice exercises, tea, what do you do on a daily basis to prepare your voice for the singing? Starts at 3 o'clock. You know, I'll have some tea, and um, I'll get dressed, and I'll take the side streets all the way down because I don't want to get stuck on the highway. And um, I'll get in the tunnel. I'll have some more tea. I'll do some vocal exercises. Um, and then when they have the hype music going in the video, I say a prayer. So I stand in the corner and I have my head down and I say a prayer. And the prayer basically saying, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. It's not for everyone, but I'm glad you blessed me with it. And then when I hear the horn sound, I raise my head, I'm ready to go it kind of calms me down and prepares me for the evening. And then you leave the ice, you're walking around. Are you just fist-pumping people throughout the game? Oh, yeah. High-fiving, <laughs> selfie, fist-pumping, you know. But after I sing the anthem, I raise up to the sky, and that's to all of my family that are gone. You know, um, I, know they're in the, I'm no, I know they're in the arena. So I point to them and you know, worshiping them as well as God. So that's why I do that. Well, it's not his final game. It's his final regular season game. Blues host the Canucks, and it's a huge game in terms of playoff implications. Charles Glenn always gets a rousing applause, and the crowd's always into it. I think maybe a little more so tomorrow, even though the plan is that you'll be singing well into the summer. Job well done over the last 20 years. And hopefully, let's talk in June. Yes. And say, what was that like doing the anthem for game seven? Or maybe they wouldn't have home on. Yes. Depends. You never I'd know. Love you never that. Know. I'd love that. And folks can still find your on 10. You have a website, don't you, too? CharlesGlenn.com. And I still have a band. And uh, the band works pretty well. CharlesGlenn.com. You can hear my band. You can hear my group. If you want to book us, it's Contemporary Productions. Cheap plug. I'm sorry, but no, do it. it. Love it. Do it. You know, well, this is the home of the cheap plug. We, we are sports radio. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. We, we've been known to give a cheap plug for a simple cheeseburger. Okay. All so right. you should buy <laughs> CharlesGlenn.com. Nearly 20 years singing the anthem for the Blues, and again, this will be his final run. And the plan is to do it into the summer. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. And Charles, mybookie.ag, you've gambled with them. They're quick payouts, and you've got the final four national semifinals coming your way. Championship on Monday. You can gamble on baseball if you'd like. Hockey if you like. Some of these nights you could do, I'd call it the St. Louis Professional Sports Parlay. What if you wanted to say, I want to see the Blues and Cardinals win on the same day? We brought it up earlier. What if you're looking at the NHL on Saturday? And you think, you know what? Blues, probably going to win, right? Nashville, probably going to win, right? Winnipeg, all with something to play for, all playing teams that don't have anything to play for. You can gamble on anything on mybookie.ag. And Charlie likes to roll in the truck, sometimes maybe even like Kirkwood Volleyball or something. Kirkwood Just Volleyball. Throw in a, line throw in a third, 
They have an injured element. player, though, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of baseball conversations still to come. 590 baseball is coming your way at the top of the hour. Jed Jerko has been activated for the home opener. Nice, uh, nice addition for him to be there on opening day. Drew Robinson sent back down. Also, Derek Gould reporting that Brett Cecil did, in fact, have surgery on that carpal tunnel, had that here in St. Louis. So he's on the 60-day IL, but the latest he actually needed surgery for that carpal tunnel. First pitch, 315. It's the Cardinals against Manny Machado and the Padres. Happy, can I channel my inner Tarasenko and say happy opening day, everyone? You can, but I think we should end with a couple texts because a lot of people want to honor Charles Glenn here. we got a bunch of them here. Uh, the postman says, thank you, Charles Glenn, for all the years of singing the anthem. You are amazing. Our guy Larry from the 314 says, when the blues go marching in by Mr. Glenn will always be special to me from my childhood. And, of course, Hockey Bob always weighing in. A couple years ago, I delivered some lost luggage to Charles Glenn in Maryland Heights. He is a great guy. How about that? All right. We ended on a high note with our man, Charles Glenn. You'll see him at the Blues game tomorrow. A lot on the line as they host Vancouver. That's it for the Coveted Hour Midday Grind. Stay tuned for 590 Baseball.